And you're listening to WMNF Tampa, WMNF, best little station in the nation. Welcome to the afternoon. Art in your ear is about to start. wake of good when you put that boat or other watercraft you no longer need behind you. WMNF accepts all types of vehicles from cars, trucks, RVs, boats, and more. Learn more at WMNFcar.org. Well, everybody, good afternoon. Welcome to the afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Art in Your Ear today here on WMNF Tampa. WMNF, the best little station in the nation. My name is Joellen Schilke. I am the hostess who loves you absolutely the most. So I'm so grateful and happy that you are listening. We've got two great interviews on the show today. First, we're going to be talking to Yumi Ko and Paula Nunez. They're from the Contemporary Art and Music Project Campground this weekend. Also, the Tampa City Ballet is a collaboration, and they're going to be on in just a couple of minutes. After that... We're going to be chatting with Chad. Chad Mize has an amazing project opening up tonight called Space St. Pete. And one of my favorite parts, I admit, is a big solo show from Basque. Long time since we've seen that. So that's a little later in the show. Plus stuff going on around town and some great music for you. We just heard Amethyst Kia 
do an acoustic version of Love Will Tear Us Apart. In the background, we've got Alex Trio's, I don't know if I've got his last name, uh, Power Trio. Alex, oops, I said it wrong. Power Trio as one of the composers as part of camp, Campground that we're going to be talking about in just a few minutes. So stick with us. If you want to get in touch, please do send an email to dj at wmnf.org or you can send us a text 813-433-0885 and put your name in it if I can say hi on the air. So let's listen to Power Trio. Get to make sure I've got all the right people on the right things. Here we go. There we go. Now, who is it that we're listening to in the background? Alex Bertos. Alex Bertos, not Bert Alex Bertos. 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 Yeah. And Power Trio. Trio. And he is one of the composers who has work at the Contemporary Art Music Projects Festival Campground. Yes. I got that right? Yes. All right. Woo! <laughs> well, good afternoon, everybody. We're going to be talking 
Right. Have you heard uh, now? Let's see. I've apologized to everybody in advance for what I'm going to do to everyone's name. Yunmi Ko, who is a uh, pianist and probably other instruments and uh, a professor at USF and one of the founders and leaders of uh, Campground and the Contemporary Music and Art and Music Project. And also, um, we have Paola Nunez from the Tampa City Ballet. Thank you both for coming in today and talking on Art in Your Ear. Um, how, uh, what is going on? So what's going on? This project starts next Thursday, a week from, a week, a week from now, a little less than a week from now, correct? Yes. And yeah. what prompted, what was the idea for doing this? Is this the first year of it? It's actually our second year. Ah. We had first year last year. And and everything go okay last year? Yeah, it's done well, <laughs> and that's why we are doing uh, doing it again. What prompted doing this festival? Because it's it's a music festival and it's original compositions, but then you have all these other wonderful facets of it. What was the well, like what was your goal in putting this on? Uh, we wanted to make it uh, as a big collaboration uh, party kind of uh, <laughs> because yes it's it's a music festival so there are a lot of musicians in town uh, so that's great we bring really best people uh, from all around the world from Europe from Asia from all different states in the United States um, but also we uh, wanted to make it not just ordinary music festival we want to make it um, we want to offer our audience uh, some really special experience that has uh, also visual parts and um, music and also dance. So there are a lot to experience. Now, you're bringing in, when you say bringing from all over the world, these are both composers and performers? Yes, both composers and performers. So we'll probably have about uh, 40 people in town there uh, from different places and what uh, when you were looking for music because I mean there's a ton of music being created all the time yeah so uh, so obviously you must have certain types of music that you're looking for so you were looking for uh, I mean besides original compositions what's what type of music did you want or what's the the range of compositions that you wanted for a campground um, we accept uh, all, all different styles and uh, I really look for uh, contrasting styles for the festival so it doesn't sound like all same. So it's very, very diverse and uh, so we have piece like what you just heard, Power Trio, that's has kind of jazzy uh, component. We have also more kind of avant-garde kind of piece. We also have piece that sounds more toner and more like um, traditional classical music. Um, so it's all mixed. Uh, also, we, of course, want to pick uh, pieces that are original and innovative, uh, has uh, good uh, craftsmanship. Um, so that's, those are important, um, I guess, um, important uh, factors that we judge these pieces. And are these are there some pieces that have voice work in them? Are they all just instrumentals, or oh, how does that work? Yeah, we we have wonderful uh, soprano uh, from New York, Jamie Jordan. So uh, voice is very important part of our program. Um, so we have voice, saxophone, percussion, of course, uh, strings, uh, violin, cello, uh, flute, uh, piano. Um, yeah. 
So, because I think that we're used to, you know, music festivals, and of course, WMNF puts on trop. We'll be putting on Tropical Heat Wave, yay! Um, the uh, the Gasparilla Music Festival just announced that they're coming back, but those are sort of uh, contemporary, like indie rock pop mm-hmm. music. What you all are doing is more in the um, it's contemporary classical, contemporary avant garde. Uh, so it's outside of maybe stuff that you would hear normally on the radio. Yes. And then, but what you might hear in concert halls. And of course, um, after knowing that you all were coming on the air, I went and listened to a bunch of different podcasts where they had interviews with composers and different things like that. Yeah. Um, so, and, and Paula, I want to bring you in. How did the Tampa City Ballet get involved with the Contemporary Art and Music Project to create dance with this program? Yes, uh, thank you for having us here today. Um, we collaborate. Actually, this will be our fourth collaboration. That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, uh, we've collaborated. Uh, the first year we collaborated was for the Museum of Photography. And that's when I um, met Yumi. And um, it was so interesting. Uh, the dancers love it, love it. We had a very good time together with the musicians. And then we collaborate uh, after that again. And it's uh, last year for Campground. And uh, then you, me, and I collaborate for uh, also the spring performance at USF. And so <laughs> <laughs> this will be our fourth. And it's getting better and better. Right. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I think when you find someone that excites, um, excites your creativity, you know, that that is a golden thing. And, um, and I've, had, I've been lucky enough to talk to people through this show where there's been a collaboration, which, you know, like, okay, let's try this. And then all of a sudden it just blossoms, you know? And so that's very exciting. Um, Will you both talk a little bit about how um, it works for the choreography and the movement that Tampa City Ballet is going to be doing to the compositions that Campground offers? How did you, like who chose which mm-hmm. music and how did the choreography work and the movement work? Because, I mean, I have to say, I, as someone who loves music and who loves dance, I don't even know where someone would start with some of the pieces, you know, like, oh my, how do you even begin? So will you... Yeah, Paula, if you want to sort of talk, yes. take that and, and talk a little bit about that, please. Yes, of course. And I think this is one of the best gifts that collaborations have is the negotiation. So we, of course, negotiate which music, do you like this music? And, and this is great. I, I usually go, you are the musician, so you let me know. And, and you make, I, I can learn, I can learn so much from here. And then I choose, oh, after I have the music, uh, then I listen in and, li- and can be days and days here in the music. And, and then I usually choreograph with no music. I usually convert the studio in a playground with my dancers and I start to make phrases that can come from a book, from a poem, from a song, from an idea. We have, of course, to have the idea also. No? So but, can, can I ask you, with those phrases, like for, you know, when you picked a piece, those phrases then, is that piece in your head mm-hmm. sort of 
informing the phrases or are you trying to sort of keep them separate and see what happens when you bring them together? Yes, usually in my case, individually for me as a choreographer, the music is very important part of my process. So if I hear a music and then I have the idea, it sometimes can be reversed. I have the idea and then I listen to the music. But in this case, because I already going to have a music, I hear to a music that gave me the idea of what, what, what inspired me to create. So with the idea on place, I start to create the phrases and the movements with the dancers. And I try to break completely the classical ballet. So we don't go like, for example, to the syllabus or the codified uh, step of the classical ballet. We have to go totally outside that. And it, this is a process. This will be days and days bringing steps and research. It's basically a research. It sounds like you have to uh, sometimes, and maybe not because you work with your, your dancers are all there for contemporary ballet. So, but still, I would imagine that sometimes you have to work against perhaps a, uh, what you know might be an audience expectation that if it's classical ballet, this is going to happen. But then it's for Tampa City Ballet does it. Well, no, that's going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, are there certain, do you feel like you have like a, a language or a, um, a vocabulary that your, that your phrases are giving you? Like, does it, I don't want to say narrative because I don't think that every dance has to be a narrative or every piece of music has to be a narrative. But um, is there sort of like a, a, a point that you want to reach? Like, you know, by the end of this piece, I want to reach this point. Or are you just working towards to see wherever it goes? Um, both. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> hey, let's open it. Let's be, let's be real. Yes, sometimes. Yes, sometimes we work very specifically. This is what we are looking for. But definitely Tampa City Ballet is developing uh, a, a syllabus. It's developing a syllabus. We try to, our dancers uh, confront uh, classical training, basically, a lot of them. Uh, but, but then they have to get the style of Tampa City Ballet. And definitely, I think it's a style. Um, and then uh, we have, uh, sometimes we have a narrative. Lately, I'm very open to work with non-narratives and let's see what, let's see what happens. But something that is very important for us is to have an emotion, is to have real, how to touch from our movements, how to touch audiences, how to, how to say, how to be there and be, um, and even if it's not a story, but have an emotion mm -hmm. happen and have a relation and a connection with I, the audience. I think what happens then is if you're not giving a narrative, I think an audience then is free to sort of apply their narrative to whatever they're watching. And so they're like, oh, here's my, you know, here's my own personal narrative. And then they're taking the composition and the performance and they're internalizing it a little more than if it's a very clear story. Then they're like, oh, I'm going to watch this story. So, um, you mean, did you... Did you know when this uh, collaboration was going to happen? Did you automatically know which pieces of music you wanted to offer? Or how did you sort of know what you wanted to sort of hand over to Paola to kind of figure out, all right, what are we going to do here? Uh, we first asked all the composers uh, if they want their piece to be choreographed or not, uh, which is an important uh, process uh, and... Uh, so we know that uh, there, there are certain composers that they don't want their piece to be choreographed because of uh, their own specific reasons uh, that they think it's not suitable for uh, choreography or it's too, it, it could be too complicated. Uh, some pieces are 
already um, have some theater elements. Mm. So then they don't want to add more because it's already has theater elements. So uh, we go from there and then... Um, I have to think about a lot of practical things that if it's uh, possible to put dancers in a certain space, uh, also if it's um, too difficult for dancers to dance to. Um, and then I uh, send a few to Paula to choose from. Um, <laughs> and then she, yeah, she picks uh, from those lists. Um, and thankfully, she really, really loves music. music. <laughs> so, yeah, we're very lucky. And that is the voice of Yunmin Ko from the Contemporary Art and Music Project and Paula Nunez from Tampa City Ballet. Uh, starting next week, next Thursday, uh, the campground, which is just a celebration. It's a festival of contemporary music and there's dance elements and other theatrical elements, all sorts of elements involved yeah. with it. And that is going to be happening both in St. Petersburg and in, in Tampa. So it's a, it's, it's everywhere. You mm -hmm. can't get away from it. You have to go. Um, so, and so when you were, um, what can do, what are you doing? I mean, can I ask one of the, um, compositions that you're dancing to? Cause I just want to refer to something by name and, and be yes. more specific. Yes. Um, I choose, uh, two compositions, the voice of rain by Ingrid Stolze. And it is a beautiful, beautiful, um, kind of a, a slow music. So I'm working with uh, two couples. So it's going to be a lot of uh, kind of duets, mm -hmm. duets and solos with this music. And, uh, and then um, a balagoda from Jonal Erot. Uh, very different, very different music. And this is more contemporary and I have sounds. And so we are working at uh, more uh, urban choreography with this one. And Wait, what is that? Um, it seems it's like we are using improvisation, a little bit of improvisation and the dancers. In this one, we go to a studio and the dancers improvise a lot. We take videos mm -hmm. and we study the improvisation. We uh, try with the music and then we'll see from there what we use at the end. And it's kind of like a puzzle, like going to, uh, little by little, mm -hmm. uh, putting pieces together. And then we, we use solos and duets trios and quartets. Wow. So, and that seems like a great way to push yourself somewhat and, you know, for the dancers to be improvising to it and for you to sort of have to weave those together, you know, and mm -hmm. sort of like, oh, let's see that. That sounds beautiful. It sounds really beautiful. What, it is very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, I think one of the things, and, and I love dance. Um, for me, it's, I always worry that I'm not good at interviewing about dance because, um, because sometimes it's hard to see a lot of dance in a row. So I feel like I'm immersed in it. But one of the things that I've come to learn when I, when an audience member in dance is that I have to turn a lot of my brain off mm -hmm. and just, just watch and feel and experience it and not analyze it while it's happening or else I'm missing most of the point, honestly, you know? Yes. Uh, and so as a choreographer and as someone who is looking at your dancers and training the dancers and really setting the tone for everything, how do you sort of want the audience to experience, you know, because this is going to be new music to pretty much anybody who attends, right? They probably have not heard these pieces. So the music and the, and the performance, everything is going to be new to them. So as how do you want people to experience this? 
Yes, uh, for me, it's very important to take uh, in consideration what the audience. A lot of choreographers, I, I, this me particularly, I, I really care about the audience. So I always try to leave a little something that audience can grasp. Even could be, I'm very theatrical in what I do. So sometimes I like to use the dancers. For example, for what we did for, uh, for the Museum of Photography, the dancers were like a sculptor. So they were all in gold. So visually, the audience is attracted by something. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the music and the movements develop together, even to, to develop emotion or the beauty, or just the beauty of being at that moment, present in the moment, seeing uh, humans moving that way. Uh, it's very important that the dancers are totally focused and involved in what they do. So the audience also can feel that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's magical. That's the magical moment when you see professional dancers totally involved in the present and engaging emotionally uh, with the audience. So, And it's also, and, and probably both of you experience this from the performance because, you know, you're, you're, you're performers and you're watching this, is one, that beauty is an emotion, you know, mm. that, that being in the midst of beauty is an emotional experience and that's a unique emotional experience. But also that when the, everything going on on stage, when a performance and the audience are in sync, I would imagine that's the, like the happiest moment mm -hmm. in the world when everybody mm -hmm. is all on the same page, when the, when the performers are connected and you can almost feel that vibration between the audience and the performance and, you know, and the yes. art that made it happen is just it's wonderful. It's magical. <laughs> it is very magical. And did you see the audience totally silent and nobody used the phones? And it's a moment of no problems. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens just that right. is to feel present yeah and i think that's one of the gifts that uh, these uh, arts bring to the table is the gift of being present and at the moment and i think that having the pandemic when we were not able to do that for a couple of years was sort of uh made it more valuable and even more precious to be able to sit in a room with other people and have this uh this community or communal experience of of moving forward together on all of this stuff. Um, can I, we're almost out of time, so I want to make sure that I get all the information because we've got so much information. So, um, so this starts on Thursday night. Let me get back to the, um, to the uh, schedule. Uh, is there, uh, so on Thursday night at Tempest Projects, uh, there's dance on Friday at the factory in St. Pete. And then on Saturday, uh, it's at Campground Tampa. Where is Campground? Campground is actually my house. <laughs> and I opened up my house for a concert. Uh, we are actually BMI uh, ASCAP licensed too. So it will be very intimate um, right. setting. Yeah. It sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, so if you... Dear listener, um, you of course can go to our Art in Your Ear page on Facebook or Art in Your Ear page on WMF, but you could also just go to uh, online, contemporaryartmusicproject.org, and you will find the information about it. Um, I just want to squeeze in another question. You know, when you put the call out for work and you got submissions, yeah. do were there some, some different pieces that really like immediately are like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this one's in? Were there pieces that you wanted to perform that you were like, I want to be the person that does this? Yes, I, uh, I mean, in fact, I'm performing a few pieces uh, for this festival too. So obviously there are certain pieces that really stand out or I like so much. Um, but we, 
have to go through a few stages of uh, judgment because it's not always practical. So mm-hmm. that's also important part of our judgment because it... <laughs> Darn had, the practical part. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately, and we are also young, a small organization with small budgets. So there are a lot of things I also have to think about. Are you a nonprofit? Yes. All right. Just remember that, dear audience members. Um, is there, do you have anything planned after this besides maybe sleeping? Uh, <laughs> well, I have more collaboration with Tampa City Better, which is always great. Uh, we are... Uh, planning to collaborate with Her Them Say, which is uh, the uh, poetry group, a literature group. Um, so that's our plan. That's going to be our big collaboration in the fall. And we're hoping that we'll um, spill out to the next year festival as well. Well, I hope when you do work with Her Them Say, you'll come back on that air yes. and talk about mm-hmm. it. And then, Paula, you have something tonight and yes. tomorrow? Yes, we're very excited. We're going to be at the Chris uh, Collective building at Ybor City, which is exploding of art. Oh my God, that's where the Florida Museum of yes. Photographic Arts is moving. Yes. Tempest is there, the Micro Cinema is there, yes. Quiet, I'm quite, yes. I mean, so much going on there. It's so much going on, the, oh, it's so beautiful. So this will be actually our second performance in the building, we start today. Today, six thirty. It's very it's short. Six thirty, seven forty-five. But it's great. It's going to be a half performance and half. It's going to be a workshop. So oh, wow. even the audience can participate and and meet the dancers and will be a very nice moment of reunion. And it's going to be today, six thirty, and tomorrow also six thirty at the Crest Building. That sounds wonderful. Well, um, I'm so. I- <laughs> this is so great. I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, so you heard tonight and tomorrow, the Tampa City Ballet will be at the Crest Building in Ebor. And then next week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Campground will be having happening in both Tampa and then St. Pete and and then back in Tampa again uh, for that. So you all, you can go online to tampacityballet.org, pretty pretty easy. <laughs> and then contemporaryartmusicproject.org, also easy to find, or of course, anything on Art in Your Ear. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you for Thank you. Uh, doing this. It's so Thank exciting. You. Thank you so much. So we're going to go out with, um, oh, I had so much music. I thought uh, I wanted to find something that was sort of, uh, you know, fit in with a the theme. So Brian Eno and John Cale just released some new music and it's called Spinning Away. And so we're going to listen to that. And we'll be back with Chad Mize and Space St. Pete. Thanks for listening to WMF Art in Your Ear.
I know there's probably like a rule against lowering lowering the volume on Brian Eno and John Kale, but I have Chad Mize on the phone. <laughs> hey, Chad. Hello. Hey, what's up? Not too much, you know, doing a little radio show. Um, I think your end is probably a lot busier right now than my end. Space St. Pete. Uh, so you closed Mize Gallery uh, three months ago? <laughs> a little yeah, less yeah, than the, two well, months ago? End of uh, 2022. And then jumped right into uh, Space St. Pete. What is Space St. Pete? Uh, so I was approached by St. Pete Distillery. They had a huge warehouse on their property, and they wanted to add an art element. And they knew that I was shutting down the gallery, so it was just an opportunity that I am taking advantage of. And I'm going to be doing quarterly events there to start off. So the first one opens tonight, and uh, it's uh, 31 artists, and it's going to be awesome. It's only, and we're only open for the weekend, so it's one weekend only. So when you say weekend, tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday? Correct. So wow. Tonight will be 7-11, tomorrow will be 4-9 to 9 for the art walk, and then Sunday is 11-4. to 4. Wow, sweet. And so uh, just I want to start off to make sure people know. So this is on uh, in St. Pete. It's it's on the edge of the Midtown kind of artsy area. The address is 855 28th Street South. And the easy part, if you're on I-275, if you're on the interstate, when you get off at the 28th Street exit, 28th Street South exit is like literally if you cross the street, you drive right onto the campus. Yep, it's so. exit 21 off, uh, if you're going south on 275, <laughs> so right great. past the uh, trough. So one of the things that jumped at me, of course, is that um, I knew Basque was involved, but I didn't realize until I got there last night that Basque has an, it, it's really his first solo show in this area in I don't even know how long. Yeah, I think his last one was at the Morian a while back. It might have been before COVID. It was, yeah, it was way before yeah. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, like that's kind of like what led to this a little bit because I had been repping him for the last eight months with uh, releasing a piece of his work every two weeks, and we were looking for a venue to have you know a larger show. And with me closing my last gallery, um, we went we found this spot, and it just spoke of Basque's work. It's an old uh, PSTA bus depot, so it's got a really raw vibe to it, um, very industrial and dirty, and it has those big casks of liquor everywhere yeah, yeah so they store some of their barrels with whiskey and uh, <laughs> all their spirits in there so it's kind of got a smell to it right it was um it was pretty glorious and uh listeners dear listeners i put a few pictures up on the uh uh art in your ear facebook and the art in your ear facebook group and it's my annual or my daily or weekly say you guys should join the art in your ear facebook group because you can post things there and find out stuff going on and it's just really fun what um what was it like i mean you went from a gallery that was maybe the size of a half of a room that you're yeah. now in and i mean it's 10 times as much space yeah so um, i mean for me this is like a dream mm. like, I'm just my, everybody's like, you're smiling so much. I'm like, well, this is just like everything I ever wanted. You were so happy well, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> to like, uh, you know, just have artists do larger pieces. I myself have done some sculptural works that I've never really done before. Um, and I just feel like it lends itself well to um, going large. And we named it Space just because in the future we want to open it up to other 
art endeavors, you know, musicians and like poetry and dance. And I think, you know, it could be a, it could be bigger than myself. You know, I'm kind of looking at this as more of a community thing. I'm really inspired by like studio 620 and like what they do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this could possibly be something like that. It is. It's also though a throwback in a way to uh, the art, the sort of the roots of the St. Pete art scene at the very least where, you know, the Vitalis were having uh, shows and parties in warehouses, and um, and of course the Vitalis have art in this in this show. And uh, when there was this sort of you know you got to go now because it's not going to be here all the time. Like it was, yeah. this is when it's there. And those two elements add sort of this extra um, excitement to it because it's new and it's different. And we were there yesterday, and and I have to say not to not to tell people how to live their lives, but walking into that space right when the sun was going down because. It's a it's a big through room, you know, and you just walk in and the sky was going from blue to rose to gold to purple. And it was just I was like, this is one of the most special. Th- I mean, it's just really special and wonderful. So um, so I suggest people <laughs> that you go. You got you to see it in person. Yeah, you know? it's. And I, and I like the idea of it being special. I did so many events at my last uh, gallery, like I did one a, one a month. So I feel like with this whole new uh, quarterly, you know, it's going to be, it'll make the, the, the events more special in my opinion. Right. There's uh, a bunch of artists that are familiar names, Pale Horse, Kellen Ray, of course, Tess One, Basque, yourself, Andrea, um, has work in it. Uh, like, I'm like, oh, everybody knows who she is. Andrea Polis has work in it. Uh, Youngblood, um, Zulu Painter, all these different artists. What were you looking for by, uh, were these all handpicked artists or was there an open call? No, this was a curated, you know, um, I kind of like, you know, looked over all my artists. I have a lot of artists in my database, but um, I definitely wanted to have a lot of the throwback. Uh, When I moved here 20 years ago, I got involved with the Vitaly shows. And a lot of these artists were involved at that time. And then you have the new artists like I-Bombs involved. Um, So it's kind of a mix of both. And uh, I just kind of wanted to, I presented the artist like, go big, you know, do some larger Mm -hmm. for this exhibit, because it really needs to be big to fill the space. And there's a a great Frank Strunk piece, but it is one of the bigger pieces I've seen him do in a long time. It's a really fun piece. Uh, And then there was, and I did not catch her name, there was an artist there last night who was fixing up her piece. It's a long red piece of a woman with a cherry head. Yeah, that's young blood. Uh. Uh, yeah, that was, she actually has, there's a, there's a hole next to it that looks like a little peephole, so she's actually doing a video inside of the peephole of great. the cherry stripping. <laughs> that's great. But that's what, I, I have to say, uh, I mean, everyone that I talked to there yesterday, there was such a delight in having this really raw space. I mean, there's pipes coming out of the wall, and, and, the, um, I, I, mean, and I think they used to, you know, there's, there's steps that go nowhere. There's, you know, there's just, it, it's very industrial. There's two big tanks outside. Were those from the distillery or were those yeah. for the depot? So those were actually going to be like recycled, I believe. They're metal tanks that the distillery used. And we asked if we could have some graffiti artists uh, paint them for live. So tonight we'll have Tasco and Fork. 
Uh, they'll be painting those live tonight. <laughs> That's so much fun. Uh, and then uh, I'm trying to think what what else I saw that really stuck out. Uh, there's a um, so Basque is in one of the side rooms, and and listeners, I do urge you to see his collection of cats. <laughs> yeah, he has 32 adopt a cat or kitten paintings. So they're all. Uh, you know, for sale, uh, and I actually got number seven. No one can get number seven. I'm trying not to buy art, and the show is going to kill me tonight. <laughs> I had to get a new tire today, and now I have to buy art. <laughs> and then, are there any, is there anything else that you want to make sure that people know about with with this? Um, well, tonight we're going to have um, Brian Nichols is doing a projection on this large lantern in one of the rooms. Mm. Um, you know, Baskets is solo. His room is actually where they used to spray paint the buses. Um, and then we have She's So Crispy Food Truck. We have Wove Live Printing with Bass Designs, but it's a one night only. And then we have DJ Repeat that's spinning old hip-hop vinyl. That's fun. So uh, going back to uh, the projection, that's in a separate room uh, to the side. I saw him starting to put that together last night. Yeah, it looks amazing. So I stayed with him last night and... It's really cool. In it's all this like intricate, intricately carved wheels. I, I'm not even sure how to how to say it, but it looks like a mixture between science fiction and a kind of like a um, you know a, a Hindi dance goddess mm-hmm. and science fiction and um, but on wood, you know, I can't even describe it. So seeing it in person is going to be really fun. What uh, when you were talking about wanting to do this like quarterly, uh, do you feel it's going to be sort of the same thing each time? Like one room will feature an artist and then the rest mm-hmm. of the space will be multi-pass or, or is it like, nope, we can do whatever we want each time? Yeah, well, you know, this, this project is, um, I don't have a lot of overhead, fortunately. So this is going to lend itself for me personally to get really creative and not think about the dollar so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a moment in time. And so I'm calling it bare bones authentic. And I think like, I would love to have like just a video um, installation where you kind of experience it, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not for sale. So I feel like that just getting really creative. The next show we're doing is for pride. It's going to be called hot box and that's in June. <laughs> uh, we're going to be like dealing with trans rights and drag and all the hot button issues that are happening right now. I do want to go back to what you said because you don't have a lot of overhead for this. You've been running a gallery and, you know, you had Mai's gallery and then a few years before that, Blue Lucy. I mean, you've had galleries and you've had spaces. Of course, this is pretty much, I think, the biggest space you've ever you've ever had. But the, the not having an overhead, not having to um, keep your eye very specifically, I need to make this amount, I have to do, you know, okay. those things. Will you talk a little bit about the curatorial process the difference maybe in in how you're able to look at the space and put artists and arts work in it that might be if it was different from when you had to do it at my's gallery or blue lucy or another yeah. gallery space well with the the prior gallery paying like monthly rent for me i knew that i had to have a show a month just to cover those costs mm-hmm. um so that's what i did i did 55 exhibits in five years with this i'm looking at it as i don't want to have that retail element. I don't want to have to be there all the time. So mm-hmm. the quarterly concept is what I want to what I want to focus on. But even when you don't have the monetarily where you need to pay every month and like you have this overhead, it just releases such freedom, you know, with like what you can do and 
the dreams you may have had of doing something, showing work that you may not, you're just not thinking about the dollar as much. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I want to sell every piece of the show <laughs> for the artist, but there is a beauty in that, the fact that we don't have to pay, you know, so right. much to be there. So Right. And it was just so interesting because I've talked to, uh, over the last two weeks, happenstance, I've had conversation with some different people who who run spaces and... Um, and there's a couple of people that are kind of getting worn down by the the business end of it, mm-hmm. you know. And like you said, 55 shows in five years. I know. A lot of shows. That's a lot of shows. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, and, then, uh, and then you're able, are you able to use, utilize the space for anything else in there? Yeah, you know, my, my goal was to create like a program there. Um, we're not there yet. There needs to be several things done beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to move my studio there possibly and work there and just start doing larger works. And right. I think me being there a little bit more will open up doors for others to use. So, Well, that's, that's what, I mean, you have a sculpture in there. Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah, I found, so there was a dumpster in the back and I found an old water filtration uh, tank that is made of fiberglass. So it's really light, but it's self-standing. And I basically did my free post mm-hmm. style on top of it. And I don't know, I just kind of like that idea of finding things and painting on them. And, you know, and the, the space itself needs sculpture in it to kind of fill it up. So it's nice to have some pieces in the center of the space. Well, you have a, a, an amazing piece in the center of the space. Yeah, that's by Mikey Lambert. It's actually of a houndstooth pattern that's like floating off into space. And um, it's in the middle of the, the, the room and it just really anchors it. It connects with the industrial vibe. But also looks like it's flying away as you look yeah. at it. Like it's 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 flying apart or flying together. I mean, there's a sense of motion to it, which is hard for such a big piece, but it has it. Yeah, and it's actually styrofoam covered in concrete. It's oh God, really light. Great. It looks heavy, but it's really light. So, uh, dear listener, if you go to Instagram and go to Space St. Pete, all one word, you can look at some of the pictures and some of the things that we're talking about. Uh, is that the best way for people to get information? Yeah, so we're basically doing mostly Instagram. I do have a Facebook, but, um, you know, just keeping it real simple. Mm-hmm. We'll be posting pics of the weekend and, you know, promo for the next show. But, yeah, come out. There's lots of parking, which is a great thing. Yeah. And Pete. So it, that, that being, it was a, a bus depot. There were like, you know, buses had to park on the property. So there's lots of parking. I know, that, that, that is. And it's a big space. And I think it's going to be a big party um, and wonderful. And then uh, anything next that we should know about? Or are you going to get to go a little bit hang low? Yeah, I'm just like getting through this weekend and then resetting and busy with my own work. So all good. 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 Awesome. Well, Space St. Pete opens up tonight. It is located again at 855 28th Street South in St. Pete, right across from exit 21 southbound on I-275 or uh, just off of US-19, however you get there. For more information, you can go online to Space St. Pete, uh, all one word, on Instagram. And um, or always look up for Chad. You, honestly, you just put Chad Mize into a search thing, and you can find nine million things. <laughs> Luckily, you have an unusual name. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, thank you so much, Chad. I'm sure I'll see you sometime this weekend. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so we are very lucky. There's all sorts of things going on this week and next week here uh, in the area. Right now, we're going to just uh, play a little bit of music for you. This song, um, I just heard it over the last couple of days is a new song. I think it's new from Hooray for the Riff Raff. And it made me think of the sustainable living people because it has all sorts of great plants. It's called Rhododendron.
ブルーソックスファンはお祭り好きでね All right, well, with Saeed with Space Cowboy in the background, we're going to just let you know、uh, there is an art walk this Saturday, as Chad mentioned, in St. Pete.、Uh, and that usually goes six to nine. A lot of times,、uh, galleries and art spaces are open who are not officially part of the art walk. But if you go to the St. Pete Arts Alliance.org, you can find out art walk information. Also going on、uh, at the Leslie Curran Gallery in St. Pete. It's on Central Avenue, right across the street from the Dome. Charles Parkhill has an art show.、Uh, and that is, I don't really see a lot of solo,、uh, solo work from、uh, Charles Parkhill. He does、uh, wood and mixed media, beautiful, beautiful sculptures. Leslie Dar-、uh, Curran Gallery is located at 1234. Uh, on Dr. MLK Jr. Street North. Stay tuned. Coming up next, the wonderful Tom Collins is sitting in for e Love, and he's got a great slate of global electronica for you.、Uh, lots of nice, relaxing music, getting ready to kick off your weekend. Next week on Art in Your Ear, Job Site Theater will be back with Misery. I mean, just a. Sadomasochistic tale. Probably not. I don't know. I'm too, I read the book and it scared me so much. I'm not sure how I'm going to watch this play, but I will for you. Job site with misery next Saturday. Following that, we're going to be talking, going down to Ringling.、Uh, they've got a show featuring sem,、uh, contemporary seminal artists, native artists, and we'll be talking about that. Thank you for being part of Art in Your Ear. Thank you for listening to WMNF, WMNF Tampa, WMNF, the best station in the nation. The NPR News is coming up next. And Then it'll be、uh, ultrasounds. After that, of course, is a live music showcase. After that is the fabulous、uh, rhythm revival with、uh, Reverend Billy and Marvelous Marvin. We play a lot of RB、uh, over our Saturday nights. We've got the classic Soul and RB at six o'clock with Steve the Hitman. At eight o'clock, the Soul, the soul Kitchen with a big smorgasbord of beautiful, beautiful soul music. And、uh, Hip hop, jazz, rock, everything.、Uh, so stay tuned. The NPR News will be on、um, for that. And then I'm just looking, I'm, I'm taking, telling notes to myself. And then at 10 o'clock, we end up the night with Florida RB and Florida Soul with Flashback Friday. So just stick with us all the time, you guys. If you want to get in touch, please send me an email, Joe Ellen, J O E L L E N, at WMNF.org. All right. Good night. Goodbye. Maybe I'll see you out at some of the art events this weekend. Take care. Take good care of yourselves. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself.